0: You're listening to The Souvenir Shop, a podcast about random objects from the past. Number 35. The floppy disk drive. The large bottom drawer of my desk is a rarely opened graveyard of IT paraphernalia. Network cables, three palm pilots, obsolete phone chargers, MIDI cables, a mini scanner, an unusable graphics tablet, some old hard drives, and one floppy disk drive. The idea is still that I never know when something in there might prove useful, even though they rarely do. I'll happily wait for the Palm Pilots to become hipster's collector's items, but the floppy drive has been used in the past whenever I've needed to read an old 3.5-inch disk. It also has sentimental value, being the sole remaining component of the first computer I ever built from scratch. The one that helped bring an end to my comedy career. Sometime in the early 1990s, my brother John had a clear out and gave me his old Apple Mac with a printer along with a massive 100 megabyte hard drive full of useful software. For someone like me, who still thought pocket calculators were a pretty neat idea. This was a godsend. To the extent that for our forthcoming Edinburgh Fringe show I wrote all the lyrics, composed the music and even designed the poster on this one little box. Three years later it needed repairing at an extortionate cost and a year after that it gave up the ghost completely. I simply couldn't afford another repair and went back to using the portable typewriter until one day I discovered That I could build a new PC for a lot less than the repair bill for the Apple Mac. I started by getting a book on how to build computers out of the library. Reading back that last sentence tells me how times have changed since the mid-90s. I still often read the old analogue way but haven't consulted a dead tree book to do anything technical or practical for over two decades. It took a few visits to Tottenham Court Road a lot of blind alleys, some agonising over the correct SIMs, CPU, DIP switches, PSU, BIOS configuration and the rest, and over the next fortnight I obsessively built and dismantled the thing about four times until one day I turned it on and let out a cheer when the magical Windows 95 symbol appeared. For surprisingly little money I had a super fast Pentium PC with an even more massive one gigabyte hard drive. Can you build me one? A friend asked a couple of weeks later. I'll pay you. As is the way with these things, the second PC took about two hours to build, and the third, and now I had a small sideline in building bespoke PCs that was never going to threaten the revenue streams of Dell or HP, but put a few extra quid a month into my back pocket. A couple more years passed, and one evening, I was in that comfort zone we call a pub quiz sitting next to my brother Andrew. This was early 1999 during the first dot-com boom when tech companies were either expanding rapidly or appearing out of nowhere. Do you know any systems administrators? We've just had to sack our fourth one in a row because he's useless, Andrew said to me during the first interval. How would I know any systems administrators? I'm a comedy a cappella singer. "'I replied. "'I was by now on my third pint, "'the one that makes me bold. "'That's a shame,' he said. "'We're desperate. "'Could I do it?' "'I asked after a pause. "'Some context. "'I already sensed that my comedy career "'was drawing to a close. "'We were still getting gigs and getting laughs, "'but by now anyone capable of making me rich and famous "'had already seen the act. "'And looking back now... Although I would never have admitted this to myself at the time, I was getting bored and frustrated. A few years earlier, taking the stage at a comedy club, with its rush of adrenaline and the not knowing what would happen, seemed like the most thrilling way anyone could occupy their time. But by this stage, the sensation of extracting laughs from an audience was akin to a veteran hooker satisfying a client, professional and efficient certainly but lacking any sense of purpose other than to get the job done. In addition, there was the matter of my oldest brother, John, who was by now terminally ill. No, I wasn't broken-hearted, that would all come later, and I didn't find it too hard to get through the day, because life goes on. But I've always thought that in order to write funny, it was necessary to be able to think funny, The Hollywood director Ernst Lubitsch put it more eloquently when he said, No one can do comedy unless they've got a circus in their head. Well, by now, my circus had left town, with all the tumblers and clowns working in telesales and frantically calling their agents. Could I do it? I repeated. Would you want it? said Andrew. What does it involve? He went into some detail. And then almost apologetically told me how much I could expect to earn. To Andrew, a hotshot software developer and consultant with years of lucrative geekery under his belt, the amount was a pittance. To me, it was a way out of performing comedy. A few days later, I was in a suit meeting my future line manager in a swanky office off Bishopsgate. Considering how my professional experience in the cutthroat world of financial tech was, until now, zero, I was surprised at how eagerly and how much he sold the job to me. And if all goes well, a couple of months down the line, we'll send you to our head office in Palo Alto for a few weeks, he said. I had a drink with Andrew in a nearby pub afterwards, and, despite the interview going well, I still fretted about how badly I'd come across. Don't worry, said Andrew, you've got the job. Have I? How can you be so sure? Because they're desperate, and because they think they're getting a cheaper version of me, he said. Thanks to my needing a new PC years earlier to create material for the comedy circuit, I ended up with a new career. The Drelon Underground soldiered on until the end of 2000, grinding to a halt along with the 20th century. Like ABBA, the group stayed friends and never formally broke up, even performing a few reunion gigs over the years, including at my own wedding. But our life on the comedy circuit was over. I missed the fun and camaraderie of being in a gang. I missed the creative hit of writing and rehearsing. But I didn't miss the performing. A few weeks after my IT career began, a rather dull British software house based in South London bought out my exciting, cool, new Silicon Valley based employer. But the manager who interviewed me was true to his word, because I did get to work for a few weeks at their head office. But not in Palo Alto, it was in Wimbledon. That was the floppy disk drive, written and read by Matthew Diamond if you enjoyed this then why not hit like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and maybe leave a review and I'll see you next time